You are now listening to the Charity Church Podcast. Well, hello, Charity family. Uh, We are back once again for our post-sermon podcast. This is Pastor Tommy D, and I have a very special guest with me today. I'm not sure how special I am, but yep, uh, Jacob here. Hanging out with Pastor Tommy D. Jacob Sebus. Yo, <laughs> that you are a special guest. You are the man, the myth, the legend wrapped into one. Dude. Um, and Jacob is doing a fantastic job as our children's pastor here at Charity, leading our kids at a level that they can understand the scripture and the beauty of the gospel weekend and week out. So um something to celebrate. We actually have one of your charity kids who's going public with their faith and baptism this weekend, hopefully. Yeah. So excited about that. It's so encouraging to see when our kids place their faith and trust in Christ, believe in him and follow up with baptism. And it's going to be an awesome Sunday to celebrate. That's awesome. Well, uh, the point of these post-sermon podcasts is just to dive deeper into the message from the previous week, and I thank you guys so much for all of you who braved the weather and joined us this past Sunday. We had a blast. Uh, we started a brand new series, which it's hard to believe this is our Christmas series has already started. <sighs> Insane. Yeah, bro, I felt like I was waddling all over the stage <laughs> just being a couple days removed from Thanksgiving. The post-Thanksgiving waddle. I was rough. still in the turkey coma. <laughs> so it, uh, but Thanksgiving has come and gone. We said, bring on the Christmas music, bring right. on the Christmas series. And, uh, that's always a special time of year here at charity. So, mm. uh, this series name is called, um, and he shall be called. And w- we get that from our, our anchor verses for this series found in Isaiah, the book of Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven. So I'll just read those. And then we can jump in. Uh, Isaiah, writing to Judah, um, the tribe of Judah, he says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called, this is where we get our series, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And so over the next four weeks, beginning last week, we're just going to look at those names given to him, and we're going to just kind of flesh those out. So we started week one with Wonderful Counselor. Yes, sir. You did a great job this past Sunday, by the way. I just listened back to it, and it was a a great sermon. So way to go, Tommy D. My man, I appreciate that. We definitely had a lot of fun uh, doing that for me. It's always fun to just dig into the life of Jesus. Mm. And so obviously Isaiah, um, I said this, he's referred to as the evangelical prophet because he talks more about the the redemptive work of the coming Messiah than any other book in the Old Testament. So he's clearly talking there uh, when he says, unto us a, a child is born, a son is given. Obviously, he's referring to Jesus. Absolutely. So while that's the theme verse for our series, I spent the majority of my time going back over to the New Testament and just studying the life of Jesus. And I don't care as uh, just a Christ follower, it's hard to beat that. Not a, It is so good. Yeah. Always good to see those stories again. So <clears throat> we can just kind of talk about, I, I looked at just four case studies, if you will, from Jesus. So we could look at countless ones, but I, I tried to think in, in my you know, 12 years of ministry, of pastoral ministry, and the countless counseling sessions, if you will, that I've had with people, 
and even had myself over the years, what are different areas that we struggle with or there reoccurring themes that I see? And so I looked at four different studies that we could learn from Jesus. One, maybe somebody is holding on to their own self-achievement and their self-righteousness and their accomplishments. That was his encounter with the rich young ruler. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, way, way too often, so often we see people trying to fill a void in their life uh, with things of the world that can never truly satisfy. And we looked at the account of Jesus and the woman at the well. Uh, maybe because you've been filling a void, you are overcome with guilt and shame. Mm. Uh, we've all experienced that at some level, and that was the woman caught in adultery. And then finally, maybe none of those related to somebody, but they've lived their whole life growing up in church, doing all the church things, doing all the right things, staying out of trouble. And so they think they're good just on their church merit. And so we looked at his encounter with Nicodemus, the religious leader. So out of those four, was there one in particular that really just kind of hit home? Yeah. So in all four, obviously so many good aspects of wise counsel and what Christ gives and the rich young ruler, he's telling him about it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of God and just the the wisdom and that there. And then at the woman at the well, uh, Christ talking about himself being living water mm. and uh, the well that will never run dry and the woman caught in adultery. So what do you think significant about that? I mean, because like, we'll never run dry. She, she even made the point like you don't have anything to draw water and the, the well's deep and you're going to have to keep coming back day after day after day. And, and he's like, yeah, you're not getting what I'm saying. Yeah. He's like, I'm talking about myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we see there in the picture of just how um, Christ is the only thing that can really satisfy us. And he is um, our living water. We come to each and every time and we continually come to him to to drink and to be fulfilled and satisfied. And uh, he's the one source that will never um, leave us empty handed. I like what you just said. We keep coming back to him just like you would keep going back to something of the world to satisfy the difference is he does satisfy every time absolutely oh, that's absolutely good. and i think man for me the one that stands out the most i love the story of the woman caught in adultery mm-hmm. it's just a powerful story as those around were holding their stones ready to throw at this lady and jesus is there and uh tells them the first one without sin cast the first stone and they all slowly drop their stones and walk away that's right and what Jesus tells her, he says, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And then she says, no one, Lord. And he says, neither do I. Now go and sin no more. And you and I were talking about it before, but just the the wise counsel and the guidance and the advice and just the aspect that Jesus gives here of that. You see the gospel in this yeah. truly, that there's the grace mm-hmm. given that you're not condemned. Now go and sin no more out of that, out of that. It's the gospel. It's beautiful. And, um, it's just a great reminder of the freedom we have in Christ and that we are able to walk in holiness from a a standpoint of true freedom, not out of earning anything, but just from the, the beautiful gift this Christmas of what Christ has done for us. It's, that was my favorite one, man. That story just resonates, man. It does resonate. And you just did a good job of, you know, painting a beautiful picture of the gospel as well in our own lives. Uh, it's, it's nothing we can do to earn that, but man, it's, it's an undeserved gift. It is his grace that we celebrate. And when we receive that, we walk out of that yeah, and into 
um, looking more and more like Jesus. But there, I agree. There's so many things about this one account. For me, it just kind of jumps out at me at just how calm he was throughout the entire process. Yeah. He even says he he calmly bent down and just wrote in the sand. Like he 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 just did not get like his feathers ruffled from all these people because that would have been. I think sometimes we can kind of maybe lose some of the the gravity, the emphasis of what's happening in that situation. It, mm-hmm. Just imagine that situation. That would be a extremely high tense situation for every single person on scene. Absolutely. And they're coming at you for the answer. He doesn't get ruffled at all. He just stays calm. What a wonderful counselor. Exactly right. And I think there we see obviously that Christ knows everything. He's all knowing. He's not surprised Mm -hmm. by our sin. He didn't learn about it right then and there. He knew who she was. Therefore we can trust Christ because he can really offer us what we need. He knows us already. So when we're scared to come to him in reality, we're just forgetting the fact that he already knows this. So let me just come to him humbly and, and dependently just needing him and, uh, he knows all of us. He knows where we've been, what we've done. And so we can come to him, the wonderful counselor in, uh, in confidence. I love that. And you know, you're about to be a dad oh. and just which, congrats on that. That's <laughs> not, I'm so excited. Man. You should be, you can't see him on the podcast, but he's, he is beaming right now. Um, and as, as somebody who has raised two girls, you know, I can tell you as a dad, so often, you know, when your kids have done something. Yeah. And you welcome them with open arms when they come to you, not out of condemnation, but man, you just want to embrace them. You want to love them. You you want to forgive them. And I just think that's how he is with us. He's not caught off guard. He wants us to go to him. Yeah. He loves his children and he wants them to come back. And then I think about the atonement as well, not to jump off track, but I just think about there's two things. Typically, when we talk about the atonement as Christians and what Christ has done for us, the first thing we talk about typically is he's paid for our sins. He's forgiven us. And that's a hundred percent true. But I think there's two things that are really happening in the atonement. You have obviously Christ paying for our sins. He's taking on the wrath that we deserve that puts that neutral, but then we're still left in neutral. We need to be at positive. We need to be righteous. And so then Christ gives us his righteousness, Hmm. putting us at positive back at right standing with God and back to the whole, you know, woman caught in adultery from that place of righteousness in Christ, we're able to truly walk in holiness in a peaceful mindset. Mm -hmm. And then when we forget about that, we go back to Christ, just like the living water. And we remember who he is and what he's done. It's like when your car runs out of gas, you fill it back up and it allows you to go further. You keep walking in holiness. But then when you start running out of gas, you go back to Christ and you get filled up and you're reminded of the gospel and you keep going. Well, and you go back to gas. You don't try to put something else in it, right? Exactly right. Yeah. I mean, you don't just look for some liquid laying around your house and being like, this will suffice. It will not. In fact, it will cause bigger problems. That's a great point too. You have to go to the true source and it's the only thing that can fill you up and, and satisfy. I love what you're talking about though. We, he, he imputes his righteousness on us, right? And we walk in that. It's kind of like you've already made the team. Yeah. You, have you ever tried mm. out for a team and you remember like how much pressure there was during the tryouts? Yes. Basketball. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking, right? And so, well, tension can affect your jump shot. Yeah. Well, the Think about how much more free you were, how much looser you were yeah. once you heard the news. You're on the team. Now, you don't have to worry about making the team because you're already on the team. That's right. 
play out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Play from that place of acceptance in Christ, live through that and pursue holiness. And then when you do mess up, which is inevitable sure. because we, um, all the promises in Christ, you know, we're here, we're saved, but we're not perfect until we uh, go to glory. But, um, you're able to walk in holiness. And when you do mess up, you look back and remember whose you are and uh, what Christ has done for you. And then you're able to get back up. And instead of sitting in your mess, you remember what's happened and what's been done for you. And you continue on. That's our perseverance mm-hmm. as well, not to turn back and get down in our sin, but to stand back up. Remember, and really Christ pick us back up and get us back on track. He's the one that does that. Amen, brother. Yeah, I, I love it. you said we, we will mess up. It's inevitable. And that's so true. Even the Apostle Paul writes, you know, what is wrong with me? The things I want to do, I don't do. The things I do want to do, I don't do. Roman 7, I, yeah. I'm such a wretched person. And that's the same guy who then says, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. He knew where to turn. He knew he was flawed. He knew he was going to mess up. But yet he still had the confidence to say, following my footsteps because my footsteps are in Jesus's footsteps. That's like, right. So he was getting counsel from the wonderful, the, the counselor, wonderful counselor, bringing it back. Yeah, yeah. Well absolutely. Done, well, and I love just real quick. I love just the order. And I just think how we could apply that in our own lives as we interact with people on a personal level, as you and I interact with people in pastoral care of grace and then truth. Can, yeah. you, can you just, I mean, you, you kind of flesh that out, but that to me, it just jumps out. That had to have been intentional by the wonderful counselor. Absolutely. He is the perfect embodiment of grace and truth. Yeah. Um, he's not one or the other more or less. He is perfectly everything. And so I think in that Christ gives us the grace. And again, just like the whole gospel mindset, it's, it is, discouraging when you are having to work for that acceptance and when you're having to strive and struggle and you're, and then you fall short, you already know you're going to fall short, but then you're more aware of it. And so I think being grace and truth, the truth is you are a sinner and God is holy and perfect. Those two things can't be in relationship. There's the truth, right? But then you have the grace of, but Christ has taken on your wrath that you deserved. He's taken on the penalty And then not only that, but he gives you his righteousness, the great exchange. And then from there, you can walk in holiness out of a a peaceful mindset. Think about that. You don't have to think about the stuff you've done in the past. That's been paid for. You'll never be punished for your sins because Christ was already, if you're in Christ. That's right. So I don't understand how there's any other, you know, it's it's the best thing in the world. You hear that and that is your motivation and the desire to walk on. So that is the grace and truth. I think Mm -hmm. the grace you're given, what you don't deserve and the truth of uh, I'm a sinner and I need a savior and Christ is the one and only savior. You're the man. I wish you guys could just see Jacob as I'm seeing him right now. Just how <laughs> nah, I'm serious, bro. I think you got a future in this. I think no. you got a future <laughs> in this whole pastoral sharing the good news of Christ. It's isn't it the greatest thing in the world you could ever share? And isn't it the greatest thing in the world you could ever hear? Like, I don't know about you. To me, when I hear the gospel, like just hearing you present it, it just gets more and more beautiful over time. Yeah. The more you're in Christ. It really does. And I think we need to preach the gospel to ourselves every single day. All the time. Um, I think it's Martin Luther, somebody who says, we, he said that same thing. We need to preach the gospel to ourselves because we forget it every day. Mm-hmm. And none of us, people that are in uh, 
pastoral ministry, people who are uh, preaching and teaching. Nobody is above That's right. hearing that message. We need it every single day. And uh, man, what a refreshing message it is Amen. to push us on further. So we looked at those case studies and then we kind of shifted, um, you know, it, it's Christmas time at Christmas time. We obviously, we do think about the gift aspect of it, but Jesus le- leaves us with an amazing gift. Um, I, I'm just kind of curious on, uh, on your dependence on what Jesus said. Um, in John 14, he's speaking to his disciples and he says, these things I've spoken to you while I am still with you which would have been amazing for Jesus to be right there by his side. But he told us that it's better he leaves, Mm. which I'm sure they could not wrap their brain around at that time. Um, He says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Mm. Not some of the things, not the important things, but it's the Holy Spirit in us that's going to bring to remembrance all of the things. So like, what's the significance in that? And for you daily, you know, walking out your faith. Absolutely. I mean, we are the temple of God. The Holy spirit dwells in us. And like you had mentioned, he guides us into all truth. He's going to help us remember what Christ has taught us. He's going to convict us of our sin. He is our, he's our guiding light and he's with us. And so I think it's, extremely important that we depend on him every single day. And again, him, he's a person. He's not a thing, right? right. It's he, the Holy Spirit. He's part of the Trinity. And so- By the way, who else fully depended on the Holy Spirit? Jesus Christ. The wonderful counselor. Yeah, the wonderful counselor. He set aside his divine privileges. Absolutely. And was fully reliant on the same Holy Spirit that you and I have access to. Christ- is the perfect model for us of how we should live. He did exactly right. And he depended upon uh, the spirit. He prayed to the father. He was never on his own account. He was humble, lowly, and he modeled that for us. Although he is God and he could have tapped into his divine anytime he wanted to. And he, he's perfect, right? But he modeled for us what it looks like to be dependent upon the father and uh, definitely the spirit to, to depend on him. So yeah, the spirit is our comforter, our counselor, our helper. He is the one who guides us, comforts us, convicts us. And it's, it's vital that we lean into that. And it's vital that we depend on him daily because, uh, that's who Christ told us he would send to be with us. So that's so important. We should listen in and lean into that. Right. Amen. It's, uh, the Holy Spirit lives in us. Well, and the bottom line was just that, uh, perfect counsel, is only found in Jesus Christ, who is the wonderful counselor. So, and the, and the reason he was the wonderful counselor is he was excellent in wisdom. Mm. Well, we saw that. So, I guess the challenge is just for people, man. You know, earthly counsel can be great. Be careful who you get it from. Anybody has the ability to give counsel, but but wise counsel and biblical counsel is where you need to turn. Um, you know, not to your crazy Uncle Eddie this time of year <laughs> during the holidays, but um, but ultimately we need to be turning to Christ because he was pointing to himself in every one of those accounts we looked at. He was constantly pointing to himself. And that's where we need to run time and time again, like you said, daily, hourly, minute by minute, if needed. Yeah. Um, constant dependence on him. 
And that is only achievable through the gift he gives us. And that is the Holy Spirit in us. That's exactly right, man. Proverbs 3, 5. We've been learning this in kids ministry throughout the month of November, but trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. You trust in him. Amen. Don't rely on your own. Don't rely on the understanding of other people. Just go to Christ, go to his word. Let that be where your understanding and where your wisdom and your guidance comes from. Man. Amen. Well, do you have any other thoughts or uh, you, it's been great having you on here it's today. It's been great being with you, Tommy D. I'm excited for the rest of the series for Marty to be preaching the upcoming weeks. And I'm just looking forward to these um, upcoming days and again, yeah. weeks before Christmas. And this year I'm trying something I have uh, never I guess we'd say celebrated Advent Mm -hmm. or didn't know much about it, but I'm reading an Advent devotional daily and it's just a really good um, intentional reminder of the reason for the season. Cause I think in Christmas season, it can come so fast. Oh yeah. It's Christmas Eve. You're with your family and then Christmas day comes, your family's opening gifts. You may read the Christmas story and it's over. And so, man, I've really enjoyed just spending time uh, in an Advent devotional. That's a smart way to keep the main thing, the main thing, and stay centered on that. Yeah, Lord willing, try, yeah. trying to, but uh, really excited about that and just really looking forward to Christmas. It's a great season, man. Well, just a last challenge to everybody. This is probably the greatest time of year that um, your non-church going, non-Christ following friends will be receptive to your invitation to to church. So please don't be afraid to invite them. Just take Jesus's model and just simply say, come and see, just come check it out. And we're going to continue this week. Pastor Marty will be back and we are going to look at the second name, which is mighty God. I am sure it will be powerful. Uh, Once again, thank you so much, Charity family for tuning in and we will talk to you again soon. See you soon. 